This is Gears and Beers, the unashamedly unprofessional automotive podcast with Mitch, Matt, Joseph, and Joel. All right, so this is a Gears and Beers podcast episode 163, we think. The university educated amongst you will notice that this is actually 162. Yeah, it's, either, it's not 162. For the first time, was... you don't know. Oh, yeah, well, you know. I mean, you always call it out, and yeah. we're all questioning you. I'm but pretty you, sure it's 163. I mean, you're always so steadfast in your assumption of whatever episode it mm. is, but tonight is different. Yeah. We have been a little bit rattled. We've had some technical difficulties. Yeah, we, we, well, because Matt's not here, because he went and done fucked up his knee, and then he had to have surgery. Mm. That's yeah. a very, like... That's like a 10 months. That's a TLDR, <laughs> <Yeah>. very <laughs> compressed version. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's okay. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He, he's in good health, yep. but um, he he's, had to get this op done and uh, yep. he's uh, he, he's recovering. Because it's his clutching knee, he can't drive. Uh, and all all the cars except one. Can't be double clutching so, like he oh, should. It's, it's his acceleration knee, sorry. He did his clutching knee last time. <laughs> oh, I, I can't the, keep up. This is the man that's done two ACLs. <laughs> Oof. I'm pretty sure like he's only got one limb that hasn't been like fucked with. Wow, I, I think it's could, one of his arms. You could call him a completionist, I suppose. Mm. He's <laughs> every single joint <laughs> in the body. <laughs> Achievement Must be unlocked. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're, we're down to we're down to three. We've yep. got uh, you know or two and a half. Ooh, oh mate, he's yeah, just, he's looking at Snap-on tools. Like he's not I'm he's not going to be partaking. He's I'm just browsing. browsing. Yeah. Um, he's just he's Mr. Moneybags over here trying to drop <laughs> oh, it all man. on Snap-on. Oh, I'll be able to Back buy off. one wrench. <laughs> <laughs> one Snap-on wrench in the yeah, toolbox. Can't afford it. any sockets for it. You just <laughs> have the. <laughs> I'll keep using the old uh, old super cheap sockets. Oh, Tool Pro. <laughs> Tool Pro has a place. No, <laughs> in the bin. No. <laughs> Right, so hear me out, right? So I, I I freely admit that there's sockets and anything ratcheting. You know the, the the distance between each tooth is a is a vast chasm. Oh yeah. Oh man. But not as bad as Bunnings cheapo. Oh no, no, no. And not as bad as SCA brand. Oh yeah, no. Nah. SCA oh. brand is just garbage in a package. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've finally figured out where all our waste goes. Yeah. It just gets made into SCA products. Yeah. <laughs> just it's the ultimate form of recycling. It's like the AliExpress of AliExpress. Oh mate, this the guys at AliExpress would be like, oh Jesus, yeah. <laughs> SCA. No, maybe even Wish. <laughs> um, Seriously, my screwdriver. But like when it yeah. comes to, when it comes to screwdrivers though, like I've got a decent set of screwdrivers at Tool Pro. A screwdriver is a screwdriver. Well, that's what I thought until I. Broke one on the on the little screw that True, holds my map sensor in. Yeah, it. yeah, it snapped off. <laughs> Screwdriver. Yeah, yeah, he snapped it. It wasn't even much torque on no, it. No, it the screw is so tiny. It's maybe five mil Turn long. The, the, shank. the head, the head of the screwdriver, the handle. No, 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 no the, the actual the, 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 um, the Phillipsy the, bit. Really? Yep. <laughs> It just sheared off. Yeah, completely sheared off. Chineseium couldn't handle it. Oh, mate. And just the the handle was just so, such cheap plastic. You know how like kids, there's like kids, like kids toy sets, you know, like the toy toolbox. That's literally what it came out of. That's what it looked like and felt like. Blow mold handle. Oh, yeah. And like you, you you can't see like the actual screwdriver bit, the metal Mm. bit. It just sort of disappears into the plastic handle. But Mm. I guarantee you it would not be deep at all. That wouldn't go far. I I, I I bet it's just glued onto the handle. (laughs) Like it wouldn't (laughs) So, but I mean, look, uh, look, I do have a couple of Tool Pro sockets yeah. because they're some of the only ones I've found that are six point. Mm. Most sockets are twelve point. Unless you, oh, yeah, yeah, so that's I've, a good point. I actually went out. Hey, I had to go out of my point. way. Hey, hey. and um, yeah, yeah, I've found that for extensions and sockets, um, Repco, the Mac Pro Blue. Yeah, that's good 
value for money. Mm-hmm. It's not extortionate. They have everything you need. Well, we good value for money. Speaking of, mm. so I finally got a toolbox. I got Hurrah. two toolboxes. Yeah, you did. You did. So oh, my God. I was browsing the face balls as you do. Yep. And like I, got, I saw this targeted ad from Super Cheap Auto. All right. And it's like the Father's Day sale. I'm like, who gives a fuck? You know, I want I want cheap tools. So yeah, I hate I mean, my dad. Hey, dad. <laughs> how you doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and they had this um, these Tool Pro toolboxes, where it's like the wheelie bottom half with all the drawers, and then like the sort of boxy top half. Yeah, and you can usually buy them separately. I love I love the technical language and, we're using. Well, I don't here. know what they're fucking called. The, the wheelie bottom half is usually like five hundred dollars. It's a trolley. Anyway, the trolley bit. It's a tool. Like it's a tool trolley, and then there's a box. A, you know, a, 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 a box that'll go on top of exactly, it. Exactly. Toolbox. So it's like two hundred bucks for the toolbox, and then like another four hundred. No, five hundred for like the the trolley bit. They're normally very dear. Yeah, and they're not very big, and I I never bought one. It's it's decent size though for what I need. Okay. Yeah, However, well, on special three fifty. For yeah, both. no, for both. It's ridiculous. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't need anything, you know, fancy whiz-bang. Like, I just need to... I need to upgrade from the iPad box I'm currently using. Yeah, I think so. I <laughs> and think I think so. this is a fair upgrade. Yeah, definitely. So, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And look, I've, I've never seen a trolley and tool I mean, chest like that. Yeah, look, I mean, but you know, like you said, for the price, yeah. those things are normally over five hundred dollars by themselves. Even on like Facebook's marketplace. Oh yeah. Or Scumtree. Like you. Yeah. You like. Whatever it is, but toolboxes just don't depreciate. Because, I mean, what is there to depreciate? You mean they don't... Uh, what? Depreciate. I, they don't get cheaper. Like, people keep trying to sell, like, old toolbox for, like, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm because like, they paid, like, even more for it. Yeah, but I guarantee pay, you. I'm not <laughs> paying, like, I'm like, not paying, like 200 yeah, bucks for, yeah. like, some dodgy fucking rusty box. Yeah, but, you know, that dodgy rusty box cost, like, a thousand bucks and it was well, new, that's, so that's you... that's not my problem. I'll, I'll give them, like, two, a carton of piss. I'll give them, like, a carton of piss and then they'll be happy that they got it. Yeah, right? well, you know... I feel like they wouldn't. Well, that's on them. <laughs> oh, it's so it's their fault. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yep. right. But, no, I'm very happy with my box. Although it's I'm good. not completely sold on the Jeep styling. Oh, yeah, G.I. Joe over here. <laughs> it's yeah. very G.I. <laughs> so it's like the, most, the, the box is like army green. Why and did then, they do it? Why is it an army theme? I don't for? know. Is that I what don't people get it. Go, yeah. They're also selling like a military ammo box as well for like oh. storage purposes. <laughs> Actually, so I went to Super Cheap yesterday and there was an ammo <laughs> box there. It's the most flimsy <laughs> heap of junk and, ever. So it must be on a military theme. Yeah. But like, it's a cheap box. Like, it doesn't bother me. It's going to be scratched and I don't care. Mm. The only yeah, thing that bothers you're, me you're, is the chromies on the wheels. Yeah, I know. You ragged on my thing that I bought and it's got the identical chromie wheels on it. It does. Except I'm not I'm not so insecure that I, I care about what people think of the fucking wheels on my I'm tool not trolley. Mad. No, he's going to be painting his oh, He's going to be painting I them. I put yeah. them on my... I don't give a fuck. They're wheels. Like, <laughs> yeah, who I don't, cares? wheels are wheels. <laughs> uh, I would have been, been keen on that. Mm. One, had I not bought yeah. the Daytona one I bought. And B, I actually... I, I bought that. I wanted to upgrade... From the garage floor <laughs> to a bench, like so that, <laughs> I do need a bench. I'm yeah. right now I'm using half a center block. <laughs> oh, gee, oh my god! <laughs> I wish I, I was kidding. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're using a possum that's living in the shed, basically. <laughs> you find a possum skeleton once. <laughs> what do you mean? You've got heaps of benches there. You got the bench sitting on the bench. <laughs> None of them are usable though. They're all like pe- they're usable. They're just you've got shit covering exactly. them. Exactly, <laughs> not usable. They're being used. Exactly. Oh, well, here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. If you put all the shit in the cheap trolley you just bought, you yeah. might gain some bench space. Maybe. 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 We don't know. Yeah. Such logic doesn't always but occur. I got a box. Yes, you got a box. Well done. So, this. and a, and Matt wanted one, so I bought him one. Then he's going to pay me back. Yeah. So. Cool. 
happy days. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's 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 a critical part of, of working on cars and things is having the right tools for the job. And with tools comes comes storage needs. Yes. So um, well, then now like I've got the conundrum of like what drawer do I put things in? Oh mate, I'm trying yeah. to work that Easy out. Easy access, what you use most should be at the uh, reach yep. level. Okay. For oh, yourself. I've been just using the top box. No, because then no. you got to reach up and over. Well, for you, you do because you're short. Oh <laughs> mate, yeah, I love them. <laughs> I'll organise my toolbox the way I want. Then. <laughs> I put everything at the bottom. No advice for Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> just shit everywhere. No, like for my box, my, my thing, I, I I tried to split it up as in terms of all the three eighths are in one drawer, all the half inches in one drawer, all the wrenches are in another drawer. So if I know I need something, I just mm. go straight to that drawer and it should all be in there. So I think I need to get dividers or something just to try and keep it a bit. Yeah. Oh, look, if you buy the You've sockets. You've from an iPad box to a full trolley. Of, but I now think. I've got a full trolley, so like I feel like <laughs> I need to do it properly and like, <gasps> you know. Well, this will be, this will be the thing. Yeah. Interesting. It, yeah. It's a whole new world now. It is. In an, in an attempt to try and be organized now, is to think about how can he actually organize. Yes. And so this is uh, mu- mu- much mental capacity we've taken up trying to work this out. Uh, I look forward to it. I will I will admit, Joel, Joel, you do have a good setup. I've run out of space. Yeah, I believe that. I know we can get a cheap toolbox. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's such a toolbox elitist. If it's not SP tools it's, it's or... It's not elitist. No. It, it, it's mid-range stuff. I mean, part of yeah. it for me was I bought it in pieces. Mm. I've, I've got a King Chrome two-piece now i was gonna say there are a lot of different sets in there yeah Yeah, and i started off with just the top part so i didn't even have the trolley it was just a top part sitting on a shelf that i had Mm. um and it was just because yeah i got sick of having to lose and find tools um to be fair i knew where everything was (laughs) yeah it takes 10 minutes to find it for you i knew exactly where they (laughs) were the amount of times it's running around where is this tool in fact i was trying to find a lighter today trying to clean something <laughs> and apparently it's worse. <laughs> yeah. So he comes over and did some welding yesterday, right? As you do. And I'm like, okay, cool. No worries. I'll just drink a beer while you're doing whatever you're doing. He cleans up a bit, as you do. All right. I can't find anything. It's all like moved. I'm like, I knew exactly where that lighter was because oh I was trying to burn God. out a bush. I'll, you know, like I will admit, any working in your shed is like the Bermuda Triangle. Like, but I know where everything is. Without a trace. Yeah. But nobody else can. That's fine. Why are you trying to burn out a bush? I was just trying to melt the plastic or rubber. So what we decided, what? you're going to send it all to a shop, get it done. Yeah, I thought I did my own. So you had all that spare time and you didn't do the ele- ele- electrical. The wiring harness? No. Yes. So what? you did something that you're going to pay someone to do anyway because no, no, it's no, going to no. get done really quickly. I'm doing the arm because I can do the arm. No, I thought we, we discussed. No, we, you, you, get you, it dis- all, you talked, get it I listened and I was like, no. Nah. It just sounds so like you, you just talked. <laughs> There's not much listening. I agree with taking the knuckle. <laughs> I agree with taking the knuckle to get done professionally. I think Joel's gonna give you a knuckle at this point. <laughs> <laughs> He's not happy. <laughs> half the fun is just annoying him with this shit. Oh mate, well, I mean, half half to, if you listen to me, the car'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> like I just do things out of spite. It's, it's not even much to do anymore. It's, it's, no, it's a couple getting, of things. It's, it's getting really if he close. weren't faffing about. Yeah, it could be running. Oh. What? I bought wheels for it. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes. Which was a whole fucking ordeal. That was an ordeal. So, uh, did you have anything to talk about or do you want me to... No, you can talk. Okay. You can explain. So, I went to the, what was it, Auto Technic? Yeah. Which is like what everyone uses. In They're pretty much one of the only um, NQ distributors yeah. in Australia. Except for the wheel deal. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Wheel deal to the rescue. Yeah. So, Auto Technic, they... Their website, I don't know, nothing was available to buy. Nothing. Yeah, no. I tried all sorts of different wheels that I wasn't even interested in. 
and they all came up as like triple asterisks, not orderable or something. And I'm like, I can't be bothered to send an email and blah, 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 blah. The wheels I really wanted were RPF1s because lightweight and reasonably priced. Hey, I remember you used to rag on me for getting RPF1s. Did I? Yeah, because uh-huh. I wasn't too too generic. Everybody's got RPF1s. They're so boring. I want something unique and special. Yeah, that's what I... Uh, I think I was into some rando wheels at that point. Yeah, I believe so, it. So, no, RPF1s are great. Yeah, Don't okay. listen to old me. Yeah. Old me was an idiot. Yeah. Okay. New me or current me is still an idiot, but you know... we'll Just less that. of an idiot. Well... Debatable. Uh, <laughs> wow. Straight from the horse's mouth exactly. on record. Uh, some things that comes out of my mouth, I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, but those Facebook memories when you go through, it's like, what the fuck? What anyway. Were you thinking? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I ordered the wheels through the wheel deal. All right. And um, I ordered them in black because I saw a photo of a yellow Integra. I oh, know. I wanted you to get the wheels. silver. But... And I'm like, oh, that looks pretty fucking good. So I ordered black just to be a bit different, you know, because everyone seems to go silver. And oh, I get an email like, cause I ordered them on a Friday, I think it was. And I got an email Monday morning be like, hey, there's none of those in Australia. Like a 12-week wait. I'm like, well, I won't do. No. Nah. And I'm like, look, email me through a list of wheels you have in the 16 by, what did I go? 16 by 8, I think it was. No. 16 by 8 with a 40 offset? Plus 43 is what I went. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like I'm like, oh, if you have silver RPF ones, that's oh. also acceptable. And he gets back to me pretty quick. He's like, yeah, we got, we can get the silvers. I'm like, well, just do the silvers. Do the silvers. So they have the silvers in stock, or they have to order them in. They have to get them from the supplier to the warehouse and then ship them to me. But they're in Australia at the okay. very least, so they're here. It's just waiting huh. for them to show up. Okay. Um. So that's exciting. So that's uh, that's good. Um. Are you alarm? Are you alarm, Joel? Uh, the the spikes on the audio recording thing are really tiny, and I'm wondering if it's actually doing anything. Ah, should be right. It's always like that. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, you, I've got the headphones in there. Like you could, you could put them on. I didn't realize you had them plugged in. Yeah, I do, oh, I'm putting them out for a reason. I can hear it. It's okay, all good. that's fine. We're doing yeah. well. Cool. Um, um. So. So they're on the way. Wheels are on the way. Um. My I ordered a new intermediate shaft from Speed Science over in New Zealand. Okay. Um. What is that again? Uh, so it's the bit that joins one axle to the other axle. So instead of having like a really short axle and really big axle for the wheels, it's like an intermediate axle. Anyway, people who know front wheel, you, you'd have one on the Swift, surely, an intermediate shaft. Yeah. So it's a thing that joins two axles together. Okay. So it's designed to sort of minimize uh, torque steer, I suppose, to a certain extent, because it sort of means that both axles are the same length. As opposed to having one sh- short, fat one and one long one or something. I don't know. Okay. It exists for a reason. Fair and um, so I'm, one of those are on the way. I'm going to go through eBay for a new set of actual axles right. because a lot cheaper. They're, so where does the in, where's this intermediate shaft fit in? So you've got the engine mounted to the gearbox, which mm. then has this funny extra geary thingy. Uh, <laughs> That the drive oh, yeah, the extra geary thingy. Oh. Yeah, you need one of those. So that the drive shaft for the driver's side plugs into that. Connects plugs to differential. That. Plugs in. I guess it's a diff. Yeah, it's a differential. But it's a funny differential. I guess it's a diff. <laughs> I don't know. There has to be one somewhere in the equation. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so the driver's side axle plugs Single into that. Single speed to both drive shafts. <laughs> Just a gear. <laughs> and then the intermediate shaft plugs in on the other side So it's like a double docking situation oh. And then the intermediate shaft Then connects to the passenger side axle Which okay. then connects to the wheel Okay 
I'll show you next time you come. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I have to. I can't visualize yeah. it. So I'm that's not, I'm coming. Not, I'm not part of this wrong wheel drive phenomenon. It's, wrong it's wheel drive. Yeah, wrong wheel drive. Mate, the fastest time attack cars are front wheel drive. <laughs> no, they're not. Get on the van wagon. <laughs> no, they are not. Get an Astrager. <laughs> an Astrager, yeah. No. <laughs> um, so that's coming. Um, it's all very exciting. That is very exciting. Uh, oh, one of the arms is ready to go in. One of the front lower control arms. I've managed to push in both bushings now, so oh, they're okay. good to go. Okay, very good. Uh, with revision three of my bolt bushing oh, installer right. thing okay okay joel's very impressed i'm not he could not believe <laughs> that how good it worked what they're just a craftsmanship exactly the genius oh the right? engineering yeah. you know <laughs> to look at a problem and solve it with a bolt and a couple of washers oh mate that just sounds like and some plumbing equipment that part's intermediate ah okay very good um yeah so that's that's good i'm just cutting out the bushes for the other side <laughs> um so that's all going well um Oh, Hilux has got a seat. Yes, we saw this. So this is very public. I'm on a bit of a roll here. Yes. So after the Woodgate Drive parking, parking, camping thing, which was like <laughs> six hours away and yeah, then six hours back, yeah. my back was killing me. Oh, gee. With the, the factory fa- the farm seat. farm truck? No yeah, the way. farm truck. It's I know. a bit uncomfortable. It's not gee, a GT. Really? Can you believe it? I thought it. Oh, no. It's I mean, fine around town. It's just 40 year distance. old truck. No, it's not 40 years old. It's like 20, 20 something. 27. 20. It feels like it's 40 years old. 24 years year old. old. Something yeah. like that. No, 25. I don't know. Who cares? Um, so, I, I went to Auto Technica, which is like Auto Technic, but with an A. Yes. And they you offer can tell who registered their name first. <laughs> it's like ah, it's taken technique. Okay. Te- Auto technique spells as weird as well. So mm. um, yeah, so they offer a range of ADR approved seats and rails, and thankfully they offer rails for the uh, Hilux chassis. So I got some luck. fancy PU leather. Oh uh, mate. Just perfect for a hot Queensland mate, summer, It's going to be mate. great. Can't wait. Oh, so um, good with your seat heaters as yeah. well. <laughs> with seat heaters, reason. right? <laughs> mate, high luxury. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> We're in Queensland. Yes, in yeah. good old sunny Queensland. Mate, you didn't come to Goombara, which is like two hours west. It went to, down to like one degree. You're not living in the truck, mate. No, but like some days we might go out to like some cold ass place. I want to keep my ass warm. Oh, good grief. Um... Sounds for the extra like, fifty bucks, it's, it's like a worthy, too soft for the it's a worthy the feature to have. <laughs> it's man's truck. <laughs> it is, but now it's more comfortable. Oh goodness! All right, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's fantastic. It's a little bit taller as well, so I sit up a bit higher. Okay, um, and it's just very nice, and it has lumbar support, which is lovely. Oh, I've got to have a bit of lumbar. Yeah, exactly. So it's all good. I'm going to get a second one for the passenger side. Is that? Do they make that? Because it's like a like a <sighs> two in one thing. Well, How do you mean? Uh, leave leave the passenger seat the way it is. Yeah, but. No, I want to put a fridge in. Okay. I want to put a center console fridge. Oh, you're going to give up the third seat in the middle? Yeah. Mm. I hate using it anyway. Does that mean you have to change your registration and yes. get it? Oh, it's not worth it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, no. I do have to remove You that. got the tray in the bag. Just put it in the tray. And the most, fridge. most trips that you're going on, you're going on with Matt, who already has all that stuff. Yeah. No, but I want a center console fridge. Why? It won't be very big. No, it's like You're not fifteen be liters. Drinking or whilst driving. No, but you can put like water <laughs> in there. You can put like ginger beers and lemon squashes. Esky. Just put an esky in the because, no, because then it's then it's um, changeable. It's it's um, you can change it to suit. If you need three people to sit in your no, car, I never you want can three just people. put it in the back. No, I've done it twice and I hated it both times. It's not that bad. It's terrible. You're not going to be doing massive road trips with three people anyway. Yeah. Like. Well, exactly. That's why I put the fridge in. 
No, but I mean, like, in well, we're a doing pit. the cape next year. We've got, it's going to be handy to have the fridge. No. Yep. Oh. And unlike a 200 series Sahara, mine will be 24 7 with the dual battery. <sighs> it's going to be great. Matt's all for it. <sighs> that is not a vote of confidence <laughs> in my books, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you know, it's gonna I mean, be great. You, you do you, mate. Yep. You do you. But I just think there's a. It's all about priorities. I think that's the the key. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, not, it's not it's not happening tomorrow. I still yeah. need to do the canopy. I need to do the dual battery system. Yes. I need to get a new front bar which can support a winch. Yes. I need to install the locker. Oh, I ordered a locker as well. Oh wow, look at you. Everything is happening. It's all coming up Millhouse. Far out. So that okay. I actually I uh, succumbed <laughs> and ordered a LOKKA locker. L O K a locker locker a locker one, one of the uh, yeah well, it's an it's an Australian oh, automatic locker thing here we go the one that Matt wanted me to get <laughs> that wasn't sold on oh, so okay. one of them's coming all right and just for uh, the rear just for the rear okay and then um, I'll look at doing something for the front probably go an e locker on the front I reckon uh, it depends if you need lockers on both axles well it's handy to have yeah but you know if it's not necessary well it's handy to have me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I bought a sway bar. <laughs> That's what my car really needed. <laughs> Rear sway bar, slightly bigger, white line bar. Came with all. He went the white line. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Mister. Oh, white line's out of China. Well, dude, it's a, a sway bar is a bit of. You steel. watched a lot of mighty calm ones. You're like, oh, that, oh, that yeah. marketing got to me. Oh, it's the absolute peak. No, <laughs> well, seriously, there's n- different types of steel. You know, different alloys. Oh, different and, uh, alloys. Is that yeah, true? Different, different ways of forming I, it. I've, yep. Different I, crystal from grain my, structures. From, from my research, the two bars I was up the Super Pro bar for the front. I bought that when I was on special. That was like 160 bucks. So it was dirty. It was ridiculous. I, like, I thought even if even if this thing doesn't work, it's like you know worth it. Mm. So anyway. I just thought it's better to, to do both bars at the same time, increase them by the same um, sort of stiffness, mm. front and rear. And the beauty about the bars is that they're adjustable. Mm. So the front's adjustable. It's got two different settings and the rear's got three. Um, actually, a quick little trick you can do, although there's two holes, um, that would typically be two settings. But if you put the end links, one on the soft setting and one on the stiff setting on the other side, that's actually a third intermediate setting. So oh, a sway okay, bar, yeah, yeah. yeah, it will work. That'll technically work because it yeah. goes off the distance. Yeah, you know, it's not I mean? about the position as such. No, it's just when you go when you make the bar longer by going with the soft holes, it makes it um, softer. The yeah, two stiffer holes, holes make it shorter, makes it stiffer. And so literally, yeah. when you put the two end links mm. in the opposing holes, that's actually a middle ground. So if you've so, got a sway bar, so hang on, I'm just trying to think on the Integra here. So on the rear lower control arms, it's got three sway bar mounting holes. Yeah, and then the sway bar itself has got two. Yes. So it's like infinite possibilities. Pretty much. So my, my car... Infinite up to six. <laughs> so, I mean, the ones on the... Con- <laughs> yeah. I mean, the control... So the ones on the bar would control the bar rate. Mm. And then the ones on the control arm would, would really... How it, would affect how it interacts yeah, with it's that like, bar. Yeah, that would adjust more the motion ratio mm. of it. So, so um, an arm can move more while impacting the bar less. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 depending on how technical you want to get, basically I would tune it off the bar first. Mm. I just went middle on the lower control yeah, arms. Yeah, well, you know, you have to you have to drive it, Mitch, to you know figure out Nonsense. what the settings are. I know? can make it set up oh, perfect. Oh, you're just going to ballpark I'm going to eyeball it, mate. You're going to eyeball it and the push car's going to push it around the garage before yeah. it's starting. And yeah, it out the hand it's on bricks, but he's got it all dialed in, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> It's so, gonna be great. Yeah, no, the one on the control arm would be very, very minute because mm. you're just changing where the pickup point is, mm. whereas the one on the bar itself would be changing 
it's sort mm. of both change its stiffness and its effective wheel rate. Yeah, but not to the same extent. Yeah, correct. So, anyway, the benefit is that you know when, when I was on track, it was sort of the, the the handling was where I wanted it to be. I just felt the car had a little bit too much sort of roll, mm-hmm. and so I was trying to figure out what a good setup would be. So I thought, okay, you know, um, rear wheel drive car add a bit of front roll stiffness. So, because when you stiffen the front, it also sort of translates to the back. The back will sit a bit flatter as well, but it'll you won't really get the negativity of a bigger bar, if that makes sense. Mm. But then I found that, you know, with the motion ratios of the 8.6, the front bar is a lot more powerful than the rear bar. So, when I upgraded just the front bar by itself, the car just went from being fairly well-balanced to being understeery pig. Mm. Like, I was still drivable. Yeah. <laughs> it had it put power down. It was great, but it just, it just started plowing. Yeah. And um, basically, I couldn't get rid of this understeer. Um, and so I thought, my la- not the last result, but the next thing I'm going to try is now a bigger rear bar. Mm. So it was on special. How big did you go on the rear? Uh, two mil bigger. So it was a 14 mil bar uh-huh. up to a 16 mil bar. But the thing is, with the 16 mil bar, when it's on its softest setting, is not very much stiffer than mm. factory. Is it a solid or a hollow? Uh, they're solid bars. Um there's only one manufacturer, I think it's iBark, that make hollow bars. The problem is when you go hollow bars, you know, um, the bigger diameter, you, you could start running into clearance issues. Mm. And unless you're in the upper echelons of motorsport, the weight that you save going to a, a, a tubular is, bar is, is not it really... Is it weight that you save with the hollow? I thought yep. it was... I thought it... Oh. That's the only reason. I thought it was... Um, because it's hollow, there's less material there for it to work against. So it's it purely. makes it not as stiff. For this, for the given size, but is yes. it weight? It's primarily weight, right? Yeah. Okay, because yeah, I wouldn't have thought engineers that. figured out that oh, you know, the very middle bit of the sway bar <laughs> do isn't really doing much; no. it's just adding weight. Yeah. But like I said, when you hollow it out, it still makes it softer. So you mm. have to have a bigger hollow bar to get the Relative, same bar yeah, rate. Right. Yeah, but you save on weight, provided you can fit it. Mm. Because like the iBar kit, for example, is a hollow bars. And you need a 25 mil bar on the front up from 18 yeah, and right. a 14 mil bar in the rear up to 19. Mm. So that's fairly, they're big, they're, they're yeah. meaty bars, but they are hollow. So they're about the same stiffness as what I've got, mm. just in solid, but just going up by two mil. Yeah, right. So in my mind, um, you know, look, you know, the weight, the weight's not that crazy. No. You know I mean, you're oh, you, it'd be, it wouldn't be. That's not much. <laughs> We'd have to be chasing every grand. Oh, absolutely. Which even, even from my perspective, that's ridiculous. <laughs> the car would have to be really, really freaking dialed in yeah. to the point where the weight of my oh, anti-roll bar three in grams. the back, yeah. that 300 grams yeah. is, at, is holding me back at this point. So, yeah. Um, yeah getting in, that's what's stopping you getting into the under 60 seconds. Yeah, that's it. Literally, just that. Nothing else. <laughs> not not the tyre pressures, not the alignment, <laughs> not my driving ability. I'm, I'm Michael Schumacher reincarnate. I'm yeah. getting 100% out of that car. It's absolutely the rear bar. Get rid of that middle bit. Let's go hollow. No, so yeah. um, yeah, I've actually really enjoyed tuning the car, mm. um, because I've bought all the parts I need. Yeah, and now it's just trying to make it all work. Well, that's that's what I'm looking forward to with the Integra. So I've got all these parts. Mm. I'm obviously throwing them on, but like I'm looking forward to actually like dialing it in. That's what yeah. really excites me. Yeah, because um, I'm so I'm like I've sort of realized I'm more excited or more interested in that aspect as opposed to outright power as such. Oh, definitely. You know, like just dialing it in and fine-tuning and finding what works best for my driving style, whatever that will be with the Integra. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. A, a, lot, a lot comes into it. Um, 
there's no real like i mean there's right and wrong ways but it's sort of like different people have different philosophies how do they approach handling problems mm. and how do they approach the dynamics of a, of a car um, some people will want to use really stiff springs and small bars some people want you know softer springs or bigger bars um well there's know. no perfect setup is there no it, and it's it, all compromised no matter what you do yeah, it's all compromised and it all depends on the track. Mm. Um, yeah, that's it. You can, make, you can make an amazing setup for, say, Lakeside. Yeah. And hypothetically, if you take it to QR, it's, it's just junk. Could be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's not that much different. So, you know, no, and this like, is the other benefit about the bars as well, because they're adjustable. I can adjust the balance of the car. Yeah, pretty the, quickly as well. Yeah, yeah, quite easily. I don't have to mess around with the springs or the shocks. Mm. I just change the bars in front and rear. So for you know, at Lakeside, I, I don't mind a, a little bit of push because mm. it gives you a little bit more stability. Yeah. Because it's all a momentum track. It's all high-speed corners, you know. Whereas QR, you've got the dipper and the switch back there. It's a little slower speed, much tighter. Mm. In those re- instances, you may want a car with a bit more rotation to it. And I can do that fairly easily. So it's, And then, you know, there's obviously benefits in reducing body roll. That was the main reason why I got them. But, yeah, I, I thought if I can find a setup that works with the bars, I'm going to be better off. Mm. It's yet to be confirmed, but, um, yeah, it's sort of the, the direction I want to take it. So when's the next track day? <laughs> well, tomorrow I'm not going to it because the car's not ready. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a very busy day. But, you know, effectively, the car's not ready yet. Mm. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, you know, the bar will come next week or whenever. And we'll maybe do a bit of a working bee because it'll swap two bars and also maybe the rear springs, changing the rear springs. So... Oh, you, you have decided to go different springs. I know you're tossing up whether you would. Yeah, I changed. This is the thing. You know, when, the, when I put the front bar on, it was understeering. I thought, okay, I'll bump the rear spring rate up. I went one kilo stiffer in the rear mm. and it didn't work how I expected. The car basically still understeered and then had traction problems. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, you know, I've actually gone even more backwards. You're yeah. like, ah, shit, you know? And then um, I did something the last track day. I did something really crazy. I actually said, all right, that's it. I fucked the rear bar off completely. Yeah, right. And how you do that, you just literally just unhook one of the end links. Yeah. Just one of them. Yeah, and then it's... My one was broken because I'd lowered the car... And because the end links are still the same stock height, the actual ball joint where it oh, it's cooked. Yeah, it was at a very steep angle. And so then when you, you know, you mm. race on it, it, you know, it puts a lot of stress through it. Um, but yeah, took that off because it was knackered. And I thought, oh, well, I'm just not going to put it on. Mm. Anyway, went for a bit of a rip, um, you know, up the rat I normally test on it. It felt good. Mm. I thought, oh, you know, I was rubbing my hands and going, yeah, this is going to be sick. You know, this car just had grip for days. Yeah. Didn't have to break around corners. It was just nuts. Like, oh, the first day I was testing it, um, there was a guy in a truck, a ute, trying to tailgate me. And we're coming up just down the end of my road there. It's a mm. sharp left. And I was doing 60 and I'm approaching it. And I had the green arrow to go left. And I'm like, oh, well, let's try this out. Here it goes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and this guy was tailgating me. In the truck, and he maybe thought that I was going to slow down, or he was relying on me yeah. to brake to figure out where his braking point yeah. was. But I didn't brake for this <laughs> left hander, 90 degree left hander. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just throwing it in, and it's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> no traction control going off, going, no nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, I've just taken the corner. Yeah. Surprised like, yourself. Yeah, I've surprised <laughs> myself. And meanwhile, the guy in the ute's like, <laughs> And I just gapped him like he yeah. was right in my ass, and I must have just uh, probably like half hundreds of meters yeah. pulled him in one corner because he must have just had to slam the brakes. Pucked a bit. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but anyway, the point being that it felt great on the road, mm. but on the road, you know, you can't go ten tenths. No, you know, you don't. You just don't get the lateral G's up. It's just it, you can't really compare. So it felt good on the road, but then you go to a track, and because I deleted the bar and did mm. nothing else in the back. 
the car just didn't have any roll stiffness. Mm. And you could literally feel, as you're going around the corners, you could just feel all the weight just going straight to the front, outside front tire. Yeah. And it was just chilling it. Like, and like the car, and, and that was the stupid thing, it still, still spun the wheels, still had wheels spinning on the track. I was just like, I was so frustrated. This is the thing with tuning, you know, like you'd think yeah. that, you know, because people try and think, oh, okay, all else being equal, if I change one thing, then it'll do this. Yeah. Problem is, is that n- all else does not stay equal. No. When you change one thing yeah, on a car, it's all related. three or four yeah. other things get fucked up yeah. that you didn't realize, you know what I mean? So you, you almost, you solve one problem and create another two. And this is often why you have to go and test things in the real world. Yeah. You can read all the f- theories, you can do all the analysis and all the simulation you want, but ultimately how to get get a car dialed in is actually, you've got to do a bit of both. Mm. You use the, the theory and the, the physics to ballpark it, mm. but then to actually really get it dialed in for that particular track and your particular tires, you have to test it in, mm. in real life. I mean, that's, I mean, Ferrari's got all the knowledge in the world, but they still have a test track. Yeah, exactly. You know, like <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Like they, they got the be- they got the best and brightest minds yeah. in in the automotive world. Yeah, they still um, have a test track, and they do. They still have to go there, and they like, still rock up, and they're a second slower than Mercedes. Yeah, you know, per lap. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and those guys wouldn't be idiots. They're no. very very smart people. Yeah. with a lot of money, and they still come up short. And that's what it, it comes back to my other point of having different design philosophies. Mm. The Red Bull has a very short chassis with a lot of rake. To try and get more of the um, the undercarriage generating downforce through the diffuser. Mercedes is a very long wheelbase because that provides high instability. Mm. You've got less weight transfer with a longer wheelbase. And then Ferrari didn't do anything. <laughs> Ferrari yeah. went with Ferrari went <laughs> Ferrari, yeah. Well, they went for a low drag setup. So while Red Bull and Mercedes had a high downforce, high drag, mm. Ferrari said we're gonna go for a low downforce, low drag setup. Thinking right. that the gains, you know, the less drag would make up for their lack of downforce, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. The downforce. So, well, the other mob are going quicker through the corners because they got the downforce and the grip to... Yeah. Ferraris. Until they boil the tyres off. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, how, how, how is Ferrari doing at the moment? Shocking. Oh, there you go. That answers... Yeah, because they they had they had the power last year. Yeah. And then we think something was a bit how you going with their engine setup. And so, FIA... There was a, a meeting occurred and no one got penalised, but now all of a sudden the Ferraris are down on power. Hmm. So something happened. I thought the FIA was the Ferrari... Uh... Ferrari International Assistance. Yeah. So no, well, they're, they're sort of... Um, I mean, they're going... It's, yeah, look, it depends. <laughs> like, the reason... When a team starts to dominate, they change the rules. Mm. When Ferrari started dominating with Michael Schumacher, they changed the rules. Because mm. and, and, every time there's a rule change, it resets everything. And, you know, people have a chance to try new um, approaches. And that often shuffles the pack mm. or it makes them closer again. Yeah. Because they've all got to start from year one as opposed to being able to build on what was already previously there. You yeah. know, like, and the problem is that this this current era, they're letting it go on. Since 2014, no one else has won the world championship but Mercedes. Mm. That's a long, long time between drinks. Yeah. And it's sort of getting a bit stagnant because you're just seeing the same well, even, Mercs. Well, I was going to say, even me not being much of a Formula One oh guy, I'm like, God. yeah, for, uh, Mercedes is going to win. Yeah. Like, I don't watch Ham- races well, Hamilton's anymore because their, it's a foregone conclusion. It? Huh? Hamilton's their number one. Oh, absolutely. And that's yeah. the thing well, too. It's well, n- technically, Bottas is a primary driver, no, the number not. one driver. No, he's not. Is he not? No, God, no. no? He is I th- a... I thought, he, I thought that was a complaint from... Um, 
from the last race where he was saying that they should have given him the better strategy. Yes, because he qualified for... And this, this is a prime example of why he's number two. So Hamilton's teammate did got on pole. Mm-hmm. And um, typically in a team, if it's 50-50, the guy who's leading when pit stops come around, he gets the priority strategy. So he'll get to come in at the optimal time. He'll get to sort of use whatever tires are going to make him win the race. And mm. there's, there's always a best strategy. What Mercedes did was that despite Bottas in the lead, they used him as a bit of a guinea pig. Right. And they brought him in a little bit early. And they put him on these tires. He came in a couple laps early, went out again. They checked Bottas's tires and said, hey, these tires aren't as bad as we thought. So they said to Hamilton, Hamilton, we're going to let you stay out there for a little bit. And basically those couple of laps, because the tires... They had a bit more information. They sort of sacrificed Bottas to bring him in to check the tires. They then gave Hamilton the priority strategy. Yeah. So then when he came in over, over race distance, because it's a 300-kilometer race, mm. over race distance, Hamilton ended up coming out in front. Right. Because he had the optimized strategy and Bottas was sort of sacrificed. And that's why he was spewing. Because uh, typically, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, and it happens all the time. If, they're one, if, 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 if Bottas is in front of Hamilton at a race and it's looking like it's going to come to an end soon, they'll say, Bottas... Slow down. Let him through. Other times in previous years, if Bottas is gaining on Hamilton, they'll say, uh, Bottas... Slow down. Yeah. Keep a one-second gap, mate. They ref- they do not want him, anyone competing. They said, look, Hamilton is the priority driver. Yeah. Everything is just towards him to maximize his points. Is is supercars like that? With- no. No, not not to that extent. Yeah, not to the extent where it's like, yeah, we're going to absolutely we actually ruin like dogging your- the bloke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like there, yeah. Sometimes, typically in supercars, you kind of get a driver that just gets it gets a bit of form. Yeah, you know. Um, well, there might be the favorite or something, but of a, yeah. of a team. Yeah, it was. It was. I guess like when Mark Scaife, this is going back. Mark Scaife was with Todd, Todd Kelly. Like wow. Kelly was a great driver. Mm. Scaife was the favorite. Yeah. Everyone loves Scaife. He's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you know, I suppose in those instances, Scaife was probably a better driver. Mm. Well, I mean, Kelly was young. Yeah. I mean, Kelly's no slouch. No, no, he was still brilliant. But Mm. like, I mean, Scaife had like what, ten, fifteen years on Kelly. Yeah. Oh, look. I mean, there there is a like for Team Penske, you've got Scott McLaughlin, who's you know a brilliant driver, Mm. and then you've got Fabs. Who's not a bad driver, but he's not of he's not of the same standard. Yeah, and they're, they're sort of they're happy to keep it like that because mm. you know, like basically when you got that situation, they don't really have to implement team orders because McLaughlin's going to more than likely come out on top anyway. Yeah, and the results will just naturally show that. And, you know, sometimes Coulthard will, will will place higher. Sometimes mm. Coulthard will win or get podiums where Scott doesn't. Scott will, will still come out on top. Yeah. But, you know, the way it's set up, and because you've got so many more races and supercars, it's not such a crazy thing. It's not like, oh, my God, you know, we've only got a couple of races. We've got to make everything count, you know. It's not so cutthroat. Yeah. So there, there would be, yeah, so, yeah, there, to answer the question, there would be a bit of hierarchy. But, but not to the same extent as no, Formula F1 1. F1 is peak. Which is like, <laughs> peak. this bloke's number one, you're, the, you're in the toilet. Yeah, basically. <laughs> because as far as Mercedes are concerned, if Bottas doesn't like it, he can go. Yeah. And you can walk away and you're never going to have any hope of doing anything at all. I guess, but I guess Hamilton brings the money, doesn't he? Well, I Both mean, in terms of like merch sales, but also in terms of advertisers. Yeah. And he, I mean, he is a better driver to boot. Mm. That does. Oh, help. that helps. That, that always helps. Yeah. You know, he's got the pedigree. He's got the, the proven track record. But it's almost like even if, 
you know, luck and fortune favours Bottas, the team simply won't let it happen. Mm. You know, so it's a very... Dogging the boys. Yeah, well, it's super disheartening for him. Yeah. Because if he goes to another team, no one else can compete with Mercedes. And if he stays at Mercedes, then he's always going to play number two to his teammate. So it's sort of like... Just take the paycheck. Yeah, that's literally what happens. Just take the paycheck. Well, that's what happens. (laughs) But, you know, it's... it's I know he probably wants, you know, know, to be grand champion or whatever, like world champion. World champion. But, like... He's, I imagine he's still on a good wicket. So oh, yeah. yeah. He's, not, he's not, you know, sc- scrimping for pennies. Nah. Oh, yeah, no, nah, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be a Bob Short, that's for yeah. sure. He's, <laughs> he'd be doing just fine. But I imagine he's, Hamilton's doing better than him, which probably oh, doesn't so help. Substantially better than him. Because I imagine so. there's, you know, benefits to coming first every fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And being a world champion six times. Six times now. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because... didn't He, oh, he overtook Senna on something recently, didn't he? I saw uh, every now and then yeah. the, the F1 Facebook page pops up on my feed mm. as like I suggested, and it has something about Se- uh, Hamilton overtaking Senna or tying with Senna on um, some sort of statistic. Got, he's got a few few records higher than Senna, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's like this one particular thing where he's like just taking the lead. I don't know if it was poles or I think it might be in poles, something like yeah. that. It's very difficult to compare. The records from different eras. Oh, of course, because the cars are so fucking different. Well, like, the thing the, is that the, the pack is so different. The the, the nature of F one is so different. Mm. Like guys like Senna and 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 Prost and Fangio, they didn't have twenty one race seasons. Mm. You got maybe ten to twelve at most. You know, like they just weren't doing the sheer amount of laps. Yeah, like there's no way those old guys can compete with the modern guys no. in terms of total points scored, total wins, total... Because, you know, the drivers have twice as many races now as they did back in the day. Mm. And then furthermore, the car reliability is also through the roof yeah. now. Well, Cars a, just don't block That was a big factor, wasn't it? It was oh, like, that's, yeah. that's why he went to a certain team. Mm. If they offered you something, it was because their, their car was more reliable it's, or just outright faster. Remember that Monaco race we watched? It was almost yeah. a war of attrition. You know, yeah. who was just the last man standing yeah, would, would win because they just like dropped flies. like flies. Yeah, yeah like, it was you know. ridiculous. And it's not like the drivers did anything wrong, just the cars were braking yeah. or, you know, they just didn't have the traction or whatever well, it was. So. I guess it was a lot more, um, for want of a better word, mechanical in terms of, like, this team has a fast car that's also reliable. This team has a fast car that isn't reliable. This team is just shit. Like, it, it was... <laughs> I guess back then it was it was a lot more black and white, I suppose. Mm. Where now, because the standard's so high, you know, you don't really hear about too many guys. Well, that's the thing that because the rules haven't changed for a long time, they've gotten on top of the reliability, mm. and they've kind of the F one in a bid to reduce costs, they've almost made it too reliable. Mm. Like you're only allowed to have, I think, three or four engines for an entire season, so they need to last. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're over-engineering these engines. They're probably running them a little bit down on power. Mm. You know, back in even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I started watching F1 at the turn of the, the millennium, um, it was... Okay, granddad. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Still in my late 20s, but yeah, I'm grandpa. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, even, yeah, 15, 20 years ago... Mm. Um, there was no restrictions like that. You could rock up to the track with a brand new engine and gearbox every time. Yeah. If you could do that, that means that you could just just get the engine to last one race. Mm. They're pushing the limits more. Yeah. And when you're pushing the limits, that's when things can go wrong and fail. Well, so you had a little bit more unpredictability. Yeah. That, that kind of goes... Because I watch a sh- just a ridiculous amount of gears of gasoline on YouTube. Like, just because their content's so high quality. It's, mm. just, it's easy to put it on, have dinner, and just have something that's pretty to look at that's well made. Mm. So I watch a lot of their... Um, 
their grid life content because I it's love just that. I love that fucking content. great. They need. I mean, they're not really doing it much in America at the moment, but they need to get back to doing that with the the commentator from yeah. Formula Drift. Yeah, as the voiceover guy, mm. brilliant. It's it's just brilliant content. And I was watching one video where it was mainly between the bloke who runs the Integra, and I'm blanking on his name. I can't remember what it is, but he has a DC2 Type R Integra. That's yep. like the fastest fucking thing on the in the pack. Yeah, it's nuts. Followed very, very closely by, or he's following very, very closely to Will, Will L. Young's mm. um, Civic. Yep. Because those two are very, very similar, both front-wheel drive platforms, you know. Mm. It's, yeah. And it's one of the two, and I think it might have been Will, but it was like, they were talking about reliability, and they were like... James, James, no. It is Houghton. James something. Houghton or Houghton, isn't it? Houghton. I think it might be Houghton. Yeah, yeah. James Houghton. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Hmm. Um, what, it was either him or Will who was saying like, yeah, we could make it reliable. We could make it do you know X number of horsepower. We could make it a reliable engine. Yeah. But we know that the other bloke, whoever it is, Isn't is going to be pushing it. Yep. Pushing the reliability to get that extra... Yeah, couple of horsepower, extra fifty horsepower or something to get that extra half a second. You know, they're going to be pushing that reliability mm. to get that lap time. Mm. So for them, it's like, well, we've made this reliable. So what can we push now? Yeah, exactly. You know, so it might not last. Maybe we can do like an out lap, a flying lap, a cool down lap in the pits. Like, well, yeah. time attack. Those guys there, um, they've been racing for so long. They basically know the lifespan of all their components, yeah, and they know the cost of replacing all their components, yeah, and they now know it's at the point where it's like we know exactly how much money each lap will cost us. Yeah. We've got ten laps on this gearbox, yeah. you know what I mean? It costs X amount, so you know every lap we do is gonna cost us two hundred fifty dollars, yeah, in terms of maintenance, yeah, you know, because after ten, twenty, thirty laps, it's gonna have to be, be rebuilt, yeah, pull apart, rebuilt, yeah, yeah. And a lot of them, I think, I don't know if it's Houghton or, or Will or both of them, it, when the engine expires, they just pop a, another junkyard mm. one in. It just has to last one once one lap basically, yeah. And because to build a get a built engine costs time and money and stuff, and I think uh, for me it doesn't make sense. To me, I think if you, if you're constantly breaking something, then build it up. Yeah, it's going to save you money in the long run. But I, I, think I for, agree. I don't know. For some but reason, a lot of these teams will just just go through just bulk mm. bulk drivetrain, bulk engines, just junkyard after junkyard. I, mean, motor. I guess if you've got sponsors, you know, paying, yeah. you know. But then again, why would they not just pay for a reliable engine? But then again, just if you've got a reliable up. engine, then someone else is going to be pushing it more, so you may as well make yours not reliable to make that more power and mm. yada, yada, yada. But yeah, the point but being... It's yeah. the same thing, though. It's like you push it that far, you make it unreliable, but you get the hell of a lap. I suppose yeah. it, it's, it could also be costs the other way. It's, I mean, the cost to get a junkyard engine and, and make that run high boost and mm. bang it versus if you really want the same power for rel- with reliability and you're having to go make a... Get a billet block machined and, and it'd be like a five hundred dollar motor versus a five thousand dollar motor. Easy, like easy oh, five grand oh, motor. Five grand. I can be close grand. to twenty. There's um, <laughs> there's that um, oh, I forget what they're called. So we realise we can go through twenty factory engines yeah. before we have one built motor. Exactly, so yeah. we're going to take our chances. There's, there's <laughs> that mob um, in the states. I forget what they're called, and it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, they make uh, well, they sell north of five hundred horsepower naturally aspirated. Uh, four-cylinder Honda engines. They just make them and sell them. Not K-tuned? No, it's not K-tuned. It's, it's like a bespoke engine maker. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember what they're called. But like... that, And they're 20 grand. 
for a B series engine that can make 500 horsepower that's naturally ri- aspirated. It's ridiculous. Like they've just got it down. Yeah. And I guess if you see these time attack guys, it's like, well, we could either buy one of those and if it cooks itself, we're out 20 plus grand. Or we could go junkyard, maybe do a few twiddling things here and there, maybe put stronger rods in it. Hmm. But it costs to, you know, the, the risk factor is a lot lower on a junkyard engine than it is. I just think, like I said, it's, it just comes down to the fact that they could go through like 10 or 15 junkyard engines for mm. the price of one built motor. And they yeah. know that in one or two seasons of racing, they're going to go through 12 junkyard motors. So yeah. in that case, they're a couple of, you know, they're a couple of grand. Well, that's still. a fair point. Mm. It's like my, my granddad with kettles. He'd go through like five kettles in the time me and my family went through one because he went through Kmart for those kettles and we'd go to like Meyer and get the fancy (laughs) Russell and Hobbs. Yeah. Oh, oh, la da No, No, I mean, that's what we... It depends on the package as well. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what what mode are we talking about? Are we talking about getting a little 4G63 boosted to Mm -hmm. 1,000 horsepower or are we Mm -hmm. talking about some like a big LS? No, even like the example I'm thinking of is the VG30. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you've got guys that are running stock stock unopened blocks that are running you know, 700 horsepower north. I thought the VG block capped out at like 500. <laughs> no. Or was it the VQ that caps out? No, I don't know. They're both pretty VQ. stout engines. Yeah. Well, mm. the VQ's alloy, whereas uh, um, VG's um, cast iron. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and yeah, there. there's guys in the States that are running stupid high 700 plus mm. on a completely unopened mm. um, stock bottom, bottom, end. bottom end. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, if it's so, if it's, if it's something like that, and if you're just gonna go and do one lap, then it's probably not an issue, well, right? Like yeah. on, on the Integra, I think it's I think they're still running a B18, and I'm pretty sure they're still running the stock ECU with a Honda chip. Who? Houghton? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Oh, so this is this is his dream. This is how he's gonna end up having it. I'm gonna have Honda. No, I reckon he. I reckon he's got. No, he'd have to have a custom ECU. No, I watched a video when he went around the car and he was talking about how they're still running a stock ECU with Hondata. Uh, okay. No, I don't know about it. Maybe the Hondata is like a piggyback style system, perhaps. It's basically take a chip out, solder in another chip that gives you fucking everything. Magical powers. Yeah. Magic angry mm. pixies. So, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, it just depends. Like me, I'm of the opinion of engineering it properly. If it's yep. going to fail, I don't want to be able to keep having to replace it. No. Because I guess it depends on the car as well. If I want to drive the car, I want to have it streetable. I want it to be reliable, but also, you know, cop the abuse that, that track driving brings. Mm. So for me, I would rather buy and upgrade the parts and have yep. it be able to, you know, go the distance. Uh, but, you know, that, that approach probably doesn't work for everybody and it just depends. No. Well, I mean, like... I think James went for a, like a lap record at Road Atlanta, I think, while not having a fifth gear. Yeah, like that's nuts. <laughs> he cooked fifth, and he had to skip it every. Uh, he still, I think, he still managed a lap record or something. Oh well, if it wasn't his top gear, that's okay. He had a he had, he had six. Okay, that's fine. But still, like yeah, I mean, like, apparently that that or well, that that track is like a fifth gear track. Yeah, so, well, it's got that massive back straight. Like, yeah. you need your top gear for yeah. that. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it's similar to, like, tools, right? You know, most of us started off getting a cheaper socket set or whatever it may be. Blow mold uh, does the job. Yep. Uh, gets us going, and um, and then you could sort of upgrade to a mid-tier, maybe, mm. uh, sort of where, where I, I'm at, like, Gearwrench and um, all that jazz. Or yeah. you can go stupid high, Snap-on or Starwell. I can't remember the other one. Um, one of yeah, those it mobs, it's like it'll last a lifetime and it'll have a lifetime warranty. Mm. So if it does break, you're going to get a new one anyway. Mm. Um, 
but you know, is it worth the the outlay when you could just break a couple of king chromes? Yeah, exactly. It's all about balance. Like mm. uh, no, for, for meet me, the needs. Meet the needs. Yeah, exactly right. It's sort of like if you're not on the tools all day, every day, you're probably not going to need the top shelf stuff. Mm. If you're just doing it on a weekend, mm. the mid-range stuff will probably suit you fine. For me, I'm always a fan of just getting getting something that, that you know, as, as high a standard as it just needs to be, not yeah. just going for something outrageously over Yeah, the not top. just bending over because you can. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going for something that actually makes sense to buy. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the, the rays I bought, they're not, not the range-topping ones. Well, I mean, they, they, that's always the thing, though, is like there's the... It's like a, a bell curve almost. Well, it's a law it's of dim- like, it's diminishing returns. Yeah, like you can if to a certain extent, if you buy if you pay another fifty percent on a cheap product, you can get something that's like a lot better than that. But then if it, once you reach a certain point, it's like you pay another, you know, hundred percent, and you're getting like that extra five ten yeah, percent benefit. I've, I've come to learn that the mid range products will probably get you, you know, ninety five percent of the way eighty there. to ninety percent yeah. of all the benefit in the yield. And yeah. And to get that last five or ten percent, you have to go and spend double or triple the money. Yeah. And it's like, well, do I mean, you really need you, it? You you paid what three hundred and something for your tool trolley. Three fifty. Yeah. Three fifty. I was just looking before at the Snap On catalog. Um, oh no. <laughs> One of the trolleys was six thousand dollars empty. Just yeah. the trolley. Oh my Fuck god! Fuck that! That's outrageous. And even like, because um, I've been looking at torque wrenches. Um, I mean, I've got the Ken Chrome ones, and they're okay. I was looking at some deflecting beam ones, and um, getting a slightly better one. Yeah. For one of them, and you know, you can get them for around you know five hundred dollars. You know, sort of okay. Yeah, you know, mm. it's pretty good. Again, SB Tools, like four and a half grand. Mm. Oh. What the Jesus, that's <laughs> well, nuts. with like, I love my AEG Impact, but realistically, a Ryobi would have been fine. And I feel like if I had my time again, I would have just bought the Ryobi. Mm. Like, the oh. AEG, I love it. It's so good. It does fucking everything. <laughs> but the Ryobi probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm happy with my Ryobi. Yeah. Little, little impact driver. I mean, it's not a, not like a really heavy duty thing, mm. but it's done everything it needs to do. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I feel like I, to a certain extent, as much as I love it to bits, mm. and it's fucking bulletproof. Mm. I overpaid because I'm like, I want something that's good. Because yeah. you didn't need the the capability. Exactly. It's it's more than what I need. Mm. And now because yeah. I've got AEG, it's just like I need to stick with AEG because yeah, the battery yeah. system. Everything's dearer. All well, the batteries are dearer. All the accessories are yeah. dearer. This Whereas is why I got... If I were a Ryobi 1 system, <laughs> I would be, I'd have like a million more tool options because Ryobi just fucking makes everything, everything that's battery oh, no, I, I like the thing. That's that's why, I mean, you rag on me for the Azito, but it's not... It's done everything I wanted it to do. Like, you like know... If you all started smoking today, I was using it for like this, to drill out a bushing. What was it? The Azito drill oh, what is that I bought like in 2012. <laughs> Oh my god! And like it got stuck, and then smoke started coming out from the motor. Still fucking works. <laughs> that, that's similar to the first time I used my brother's little Azito little drill. It yeah. um, popped the breaker in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't done that o- yet. Overdrawn the car. Hasn't done that yet. Oh but um, yeah, she's smoking. Jesus. Now it works fine because I've just like left Let it, it a bit. cool down. Yeah. <laughs> she's good. I've got, got, no, got another. S- it back on again. I've got another eight years out of her. I reckon. Oh man, that's for the twenty thing. bucks. And and. Me XG1 death wheel, my grinder. <laughs> still going strong. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get a fancy blow mold case of mine, but man, she still fucking works, right? That's what I, I mean. I mean, as long it's as... 20 bucks. As long as you've got good discs that are in good yeah, condition. Yeah, I don't buy, I don't cheap out on the discs. Because that, that, if they snap, you... Oof. Well, well yeah. it's not even just cheap. Cheaping out, it's more about making sure you get the right size. Mm, because mil. the size in relation to the speed is mm. what's important. Yeah. Doing I mean, it properly. X1 can't go better. 
20, I think it was $22 for the grinding can. wheel. You can't go worse. Because <laughs> it's at the bottom. That's, that's a better way of saying it. You've got to come first to something. <laughs> um, we're at 55 minutes. Do we want to... We didn't even talk about any news. Not there's anything really there's to talk really about. There's not really much to talk about, really. Holden's um, got like 2,000 cars left. There no, you go. There's a bit of news. I'm well done. i they sold any of it. Um, Man, people are dumb. They're like, oh, 10 grand off. It's like, yeah, but you're going to lose all that money on the on the, uh, the Depreciation. Side of it. Yeah. You're not going to get any parts for it and there's no support for it. And I mean, it was, you know, they said, oh, look, we'll have the dealership. We'll have the service uh, facilities open for you. Bullshit. There's no incentive. Yeah. You know, I think they have to because of Australian consumer there, law. There will be, yeah, just as much as there's consumer law, but it's pretty much as soon as the warranty's yeah, out on them, you're a shit out it. of luck. You're a shit out of luck, yeah. <laughs> so, in, enjoy your discount. In, yes. Uh, that's uh, I reckon we kill it. I reckon there. we. I reckon, well, that's a pretty good I'm innings. I'm fanging a feed. Me too. I, do you know, on the drive here, just quickly, oh. I, I was feeling faint. I, I almost felt drunk with hunger. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I need my I need my palmy. Oh, okay, yep. Alright, well I haven't had dinner either, so let's do it. You've been listening to Gears and Beers, the unashamedly unprofessional automotive podcast. With Mitch, Matt, Joseph, and Joel. New episodes go live every Monday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>